Welcome to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real-world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this episode, I talk with Leandra Foster, a money expert, about how she manages her spending, her favorite trick to automate, when to automate, and how to manage all the little pieces that are left over. Hello, good morning. I am joined by Leandra Foster, our cash flow expert. How are you doing today, Leandra? I am doing great. How about you, Megan? Hanging in there, flowing through my week, you know. Here we are on Tuesday. They go fast. <laughs> Just hopping yep. in to have a chat all about money and cash flow and budgeting and all those really fun things that yay <laughs> your favorite topics your favorite topics get some get some great information out there I, do kind of like it. It. <laughs> yeah. I know the last couple of weeks we've kind of talked about you know the time and money connection you know with that second shift and how it might be harming our business which have been some great conversations um but thinking you know we were talking, you know, beforehand as we as we hopped on here about how money itself can suck away our time. Like, you know, I have to go look at my bank accounts. I have to go pay my bills. I have to go make sure that things are taken care of. And so, you know, you'd mentioned there's some tips that you have. So I'd love it if you just share a little bit about how maybe we could spend less time monitoring our money so we can go spend more time making it. <laughs> Yeah, yes, definitely. So, um, you know, it's really kind of interesting because I found that even as I'm stepping into this title of like money expert, I didn't really want to take on that title because I felt like I wasn't doing it right, which I like I'm sitting here thinking about it now. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Like I've been teaching people the way the other experts are saying but not the way that I do it. And then I thought, oh, why is that? And it's because, you know, I didn't think I was doing it right because the real experts, not the fake one, right? The real experts said, this is the way that you do it. Yep. And then as I was reading somebody else's book, I was like, ah, he does it the same way as me. Okay, so there's legitimacy in this in that I don't wanna spend hours on money. Like Mint and those budgeting apps that tell you, hey, you're getting close to your grocery budget. Alert, alert. Yep. Like, I don't do that detail. Yep. Like we've talked about previously, I make a budget and I only change it when there are big life changes that affect the budget. Yep. So for the most part, I know that I spend about $125 a week on groceries. There you go. So if last, like last week, I only spent $50 on groceries, it was sort of like, yes, but I know that's because it was a quick grocery shop. And this time I went and it was almost $200. So yep. in my mind, I'm like 250, two weeks, oh, what, $125 on average. Yep. So, so I kind of just like keep little mental track of that, like, oh, $50, $200, that evens out. But what I really do is when I make my budget, I know what comes out of my bank account. So like my mortgages come out of bank account. Um, I think some utilities come in my bank account. Other utilities let me put on a credit card, which I'm like, yes, credit card points. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And we're using points. But what I actually did is I separated 
I took all the things just kind of off to the side on my spreadsheet. I separated all the things that go on my credit card. So my um, monthly insurance payment for all of our vehicles, house, or not house, all of our vehicles, um, life insurance, and that kind of thing goes on my credit card. So I put that, I add up everything that goes on my credit card, groceries, gas, insurance, utility bills, anything that goes there, plus, and then we've kind of talked about this before, plus my slush fund of like things that I spend money on and how much that is. And so I know how much my credit card bill should be every month. Yeah. And that's really just kind of how I track it, track it. Like if I've kind of lost mental track or been like, Ooh, I think I've been spending a lot of mon money this month. I'll log into my credit card statement and see where it is and how many days I have left. And then it's kind of like, Oh, okay. I need to buckle down because I've gotten a little bit looser. So that's really how I manage it because nothing comes out of my checking account except for standard bills, like monthly bills. It's my credit for me. It's my credit card. And so that's, that's really what I check um, is that credit card balance. And if it's getting to the monthly mm -hmm. level, then I just kind of buckle down my spending and yeah, don't say yes to everything without checking first. Huh? And so that to me is the quick way of doing it is knowing how much my credit card bill should be each month. Yep. And the other thing is kind of like I've said, or alluded to is automating. So my mortgage payment is automated out of my bank account. My uh, gas bill, water bill, electricity bill, anything that I can automate that I'm going to pay every month, I automate. Yep. The one thing I don't automate is that credit card bill. Yep. So that credit card bill, I log in and I check every month because I wanna see where I spent money in not the usual places. Yeah. So and, and it's just track of it in one yep. spot instead of the, oh, what's this, what's that, what's this, what's that spots. Yeah. So for me, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, I'm not against credit cards. Like if you have credit card debt, don't use those credit cards and just pay them off. But having one credit card with the best rewards that you pay off every month, that is groceries, yep. insurance, the things that you're going to be spending anyhow. Yep get those points. I mean, they've literally paid for our rental car for our vacation each year. Yep. So that's for me, that's kind of what that money is, is like, Oh, it's our rental car for our vacation. Yeah. Or sometimes I open an extra card Southwest card and mm -hmm. get free flights too, so that we can go on vacation for free. You yep. know, my, our rental car is paid for our flights are paid for. So yeah. So having that one credit card where all of your daily spending goes, you don't spend more to get the points. You just spend what you normally would and you know what your monthly credit card max should be mm -hmm. given that it's not a strange month or you didn't have to tap your savings or your emergency savings, but it's just that amount plus your slush fund. And so for me, that is the quickest way for me to manage it. Now, I personally like to categorize my spending and that does take me a couple of hours mm -hmm. a month to, and some people like to just do a little bit at a time. I just sit down and do it all at once. Um, totally up to you, but I like to do that because then tax time is super easy. I run a report, voila, yep. there's the, all, all the information that I need. Yep. Here you go, Mr. Taxman, and you do the rest of it. So yeah, that's that's really how I save, save time. I would rather spend those couple hours a month and then have tax time be 
no big deal. Yeah. Now let's talk about, you alluded just a minute to, okay, so I'm using the credit card for the daily stuff, but then you, you kind of said something in there that I want to touch on a bit is, okay, emergencies happen. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Where do you go for the, that money? Do you use the credit card for that or do you, you know, do you have a savings emergency or how do, how do you handle the, mm -hmm. the unexpected? Stuff? So, so here's another one of those things where um, I started my double your profits in 30 days course last week. And so someone was asking me that exact question yesterday. And I said, you know, I realized that I kind of squirrel money away in a bunch of places. Mm -hmm. So one, I suggest that you have a slush fund, which is money that isn't specifically budgeted each month. So I usually have about $500 of a slush fund, which is for things like oil changes, haircuts, uh, kids grew out of their clothes and need the next size up or the next size shoes, you know, things that I don't, that I don't spend on regularly and, but that come up regularly, right? So oil changes always come up, but not every month. So I have that slush fund. And then the other thing that I have is my zero balance in my checking account is one month's worth of expenses. Gotcha. So I have that there and then I kind of just, you know, it, it ebbs and it flows, but that's what I think of as my zero level. Like I don't ever get down to zero. I always have 3000, although I'm realizing I'm like, Ooh, I think I actually want to bump that up because of how much our mortgages are, but have, I have that much in there. So I always have that buffer and then I kind of just refill it with time you know, one month takes a little bit more, another month I don't spend as much. It stays around that mental zero mark of 3000 for us. Fantastic. And then, you know, I think it's great, you know, and I think people have to really work with what works with them. You know, can I, can I mm -hmm. behave? Can I be good and keep that mental zero? Or do I have to have a, an actual separate account? Yeah. And, and it really and that's, a mental thing. Can I do it? Or do yes. I have to not look at it, but no, once a month, they look at that account and go, is it sitting at 3000? Great. It's good. Or, Oh, Oh, no, yep. I tapped it. It needs to be refilled. Here's a little more. Okay, good. Don't touch. And only yes. for those, you know, the car breaks down and Oh darn, it needs a, a, a fan belt. Whoops. That was a lot more than I planned in my slush fund. It's okay. We're going to pull it in and exactly. then refund it. So yes, it, and I do I'll make that point. Like if you're the person who sees $3,000 in your account and is like, we're going to Vegas, yeah, no. <laughs> have, an, have a checking, have a checking it or have a savings account that's tied to your checking account so that you can easily transfer it over and refill it when you need to refill it. Yes, I do suggest that. And then the one thing that I didn't say is I do have my six month emergency fund at a different bank. Mm -hmm. So it's, still easily accessible, just not too easily accessible. Like this checking or the savings account, like I just said, where you can easily transfer it back and forth. That one is to me like true emergency, like lost my job or, you know, something yeah. really big like that emergency. Yep. Um, some major medical issue. That money is like true emergency, not just, Oh, a normal daily thing came up that's a little more expensive than the slush fund. And that's, yeah. that to me is what that one month buffer is for. Yes. So that you don't have to ever tap 
the big thing unless it's really a big thing. A big thing. Yeah. Like you said, injuries or can't work or something happened with the, the steady income. That's what that, you know, three to mm -hmm. six months. It used to be three months. I totally agree in the six month range. Now <laughs> we all experienced COVID where it was a longer period than anyone expected to be out of work and not be able to find, you know, comparable income replacements and things like that. Right. So building that before, you know, that's the first savings. Then there's the savings. And then, like you said, there's the slush fund and there's those three ways um, to start. Yeah. I think that struggles for people, you know, who I, I'm not, yeah. not historically a saver. I am now in my life, but in my younger, wilder, I don't care about money years. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd known in my twenties, right? Where it was just like, oh, money, we're just going to spend it. And then go, oh, wait, now I don't have a job or now we're in between things. And so it's always good to remember there right. massive emergencies, and daily emergencies. And then, oh, that would be fun. I could do, I could do that. That's in my slush fund because <laughs> sometimes fun stuff comes up too. Yes, absolutely. And that's what the, yes, that's what the slush fund is for is like, Ooh, a concert. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Let's go. Let's go. That's what the that's what the slush fund is for. It's just the things that you don't spend every month on, but that, you know, when it comes up, you want to have that that money to say, yeah, I can do that fun thing. Um, and next week, maybe we can talk about because saving is hard if you have credit card debt. So maybe next week we can talk about credit card debt because you kind of got to get that taken care of before yeah. you can start these nice safety cushions safety cushions and you're right that it's it when you have those those certain types of debt hanging over your head that it it does become more complicated and and utilizing you know because paying off debt helps you learn how to save because you're paying down the debt and then you're like oh then i'm just going to transfer it over to savings instead of keep spending it all because i think yes that's the pit we get into is oh, i'm just gonna keep spending right and you know yes Exactly. And I'm actually uh, working, probably won't be out until next year, but I'm working on like a little mini course that people can do just like one little task each week yeah. to move them leaps forward. And it starts with, you know, taking care of debt and getting those pieces in place so that you have that emergency fund so that you can start investing, yes. and, you know, really building that wealth trajectory. Absolutely. Well, it's been really fun to chat a little bit about saving and some kinds of, like you said, a bit of automate so you don't have to spend the time. And even if it's mental automation where it's like, oh, credit card can't get past 500 bucks. Okay, that's it. I'm there. That it really just saves that time. So you're not, <laughs> you're not constantly checking on the money, you know, every five minutes. And to that point, you know, if this was scripted, we would have had this in a more logical order, but I'm going to add this at the end here. Fine. But um, you, when you think about it, when you think about the automation and you think, oh, well, it only takes me five minutes to log in and pay my mortgage. Oh, it only takes me five minutes to log in and make my car payment. Oh, it's only, you add up those five minutes. It does take amount of, a fair amount of time. But based on what we were talking about with the second shift, what you're not accounting for is the mental load of like, oh, I got to get logged in and pay the mortgage. Oh, the mortgage is due. Oh, I'll do it tonight. Okay, I'll do it when I get home. I'm driving right now. Oh, shoot. I'll do it when the kids are in bed. 
and then you're exhausted when the kids are in bed and then you wake up the next morning and go ah i didn't pay the mortgage right so it's that mental space that it's taking more than the five minutes that it takes to log in and pay it yeah absolutely. so log in once for 10 minutes set it up so that it automates and then you don't have to think about it again don't have to think about it again Fantastic, fantastic. I love how our conversations just kind of weave together. <laughs> week after week, it's all tied together. So thank you so much, Leander, for joining me today and, and talking a bit more on how we can be a little more wise with our money so we have it when we need it and want it to live our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, and we will see you next week. Yes, we'll see you then. Okay, bye.